and uh, my holy trilogy or whatever. Holy, yeah. holy trilogy. Yeah, the holy yeah, trilogy. No, holy trinity. Oh, my God. <laughs> trilogy isn't. You're thinking of a franchise there. Like multiple movies the or something. The franchise of the arms. <laughs> I'm sure I could do it. Hello, oh. hello everyone. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> we seem to be getting quite a positive response, actually, from this new uh, concept. 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 Yeah. Yes, it's when you talk about stuff that people sometimes are afraid to speak up about or just aren't aware of that other people are suffering, experiencing, (laughs) suffering, experiencing, whatever one you want, experience or suffering from it that, like, I'm glad that we can be the, (laughs) we're not the most reliable people to get your advice from. (laughs) Definitely not, but just take it. Yeah, and even just to start that conversation as well, though, so... Yeah, I'm glad that people are enjoying this new concept, though. I'm enjoying recording it with you. Yeah, yeah. it's been actually really good researching this stuff for all things. And when events happen in life, being able to think that'd be a really good episode to do it on. Yeah. So, it's like, I just ran out of pepper in the pepper grinder. Fuck, I better do an episode about that. <laughs> that was me last night. First world <laughs> episode on first I problems. like cracked pepper, okay? See, I, whenever I go to a restaurant, and ugh, sorry, hair in my mouth. <laughs> Whenever I go to a restaurant and they give me that really thick pepper on the carbonara, mm. I hate it. I just because I'm enjoying it. Then you get this one bite and you bite into it. And oh, it's like, like a full peppercorn. Yes. Yeah, and you're oh. like, why does that taste like dishwashing liquid? <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. Oh, oh. yeah. But yeah, it's really nice. But I I, I mentioned carbonara because we've been down Hobart and. We went out for tea. We spent a lot more money than what we should have that week. <laughs> oh, how good is pasta carbonara? Oh, it's good. I had pizza. I I bought carbonara for Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte. Finger quote Charlotte. <laughs> which secretly Kim and I had it as well. Oh, my gosh. But it was relaxing, but it was so cold. I keep forgetting every time we go home about how much I actually hate winter. <laughs> oh, I know. I had to go down there for a work trip around this time last year. And I was staying at my sister's house, but my sister was in England at the time. So I was there with her housemates and the driveway was frozen and I was too scared to put the car up the driveway because I'm like, if I go down that, it's just going to slide. And it was steep. See, I cannot, I get so annoyed and it's something I really shouldn't is when you go out, like, you got to leave in the morning, go out, and your windshield oh. was got ice on it. You're like, that's sick now. I'm going to have to go inside. Get Do the kettle. <laughs> this kettle. is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, hot water. Hot cold water. And wait for it to boil. It's going to take longer than I've done that a couple of times. <laughs> So I'll turn on the hot water and do the kettle and see which one's quicker and <laughs> goes the hot quicker. Well, I guess it's the kettle. I guess it's not the kettle today. No. No, uh, but I hate it because I look at it, I'm like, that takes five minutes off my day. Yeah. <laughs> I know I couple with mum, as I think I've mentioned on this podcast before, so I'll listen to this with mum and she'll hear it. So I'm going to take a dig. Karen, <laughs> if it is a cold morning, leave a couple minutes earlier because you're aware your windscreen is most likely going to be uh, frozen. Yes, <laughs> You're too busy warming everything do. else. You don't think, you know, well, yeah. I reckon my windscreen is awesome. <laughs> well, I used to live up in the top of the hills in Burnie and it used to be upper Burnie where I look out. Um, and, yeah, it used to be from, <laughs> there it is, there it is. The Holy oh. Trilogy. <laughs> don't you even. Um, yeah, but the... <laughs> don't even mean to do it the windscreen would be frozen all the time of the morning but where i am now lower down and on sea level literally yeah, it does not yeah. happen no it's much better just get sea mist and but, won't <laughs> <laughs> but carpooling i was on our way home you forget after you haven't done ages how long it is to drive mm. that three hours it's short oh. it's shorter thanks to the roadworks finishing but this, I thought they were finished and then like past Oatlands or just before Oatlands coming from Penguin. There's more and it's just when you're, because Cameron does the first leg and I do the second leg and I did the second leg with the roadworks. I'm like, Cameron, <laughs> like, that means if we get a ticket, it's on me. <laughs> <laughs> but I was on the way home. I was at halfway. I'm like, you know what, Cameron, can you put my One Direction playlist on? <laughs> and it was like 50 songs. He goes, that's a lot of songs. I'm thinking, oh boy, that's not even all their songs. <laughs> I've cut out the, the crap like the Hell, instrumentals <laughs> listening to some of their songs they're really dirty some of them 
No control. Have you seen that girl on TikTok who talks about how inappropriate One Direction songs are? Well, Cameron was saying, oh, what song were we listening to? It was either No Control or Stockholm Syndrome. Yes. It's one of those. And Cameron was like, maybe this this is probably where the fan fiction's all started, especially that movie after. That's yeah. basically based on, like, people are just crazy. Yeah. Like, I could never think of myself, you know, I'm going to write a sex story about Harry Styles. <laughs> Look, it was a good movie. <laughs> We're not going to go there. No. Though. <laughs> we're not talking about movies. No, no, we're not. <laughs> no. Should we get into it then? Oh, I think so. So we have a guest speaker who's unfortunately had to listen to us a mumble for the past five minutes. <laughs> Apologies. And basically, so Ethan Butler, so hello. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> what, what an opening. <laughs> This is our conversation nearly 100% of the time, even off recording. Yes. <laughs> this is oh. just our banter. <laughs> Frozen windscreens are a problem. Oh, it they is. Are. It's, they are. It's terrible. <laughs> basically, Ethan's going to be talking to us about... Oh, sorry, I got to sound really posh. <laughs> Flash. God, we've really turned the tables now, haven't we? Uh, talking about his journey in being a business owner and an author of his book, What You oh, Sorry, I don't want to get this wrong. What You Don't Learn in School? Yeah, What You Don't Learn at School. Okay, <laughs> right, do that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. So basically, we posed a question out to our listeners about things that they wish they were learnt. Wish they all learned at school. I didn't go back to school. <laughs> Wish oh, they were taught at school. I just school. love that you're an English major and sometimes you look at me like, Rihanna, <laughs> what's that word? I'm like, you're asking me. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, things they wish they were taught in school. So, Ethan, we're going to actually tell you what we, what, what we, the answers we got given. Yes. Yeah. And what we wanted to learn and in school. And also what we wanted to learn in school. So, I think all of our listeners have pretty much hit the nail on the head yes, for us. Yes, a all. lot of them, a lot of our listeners I'm so sorry. I cannot talk. <laughs> a lot of our listeners, listeners had around the same kind of idea, which from what I memory, it was a lot about money management and taxes, which personally, I last year, I was like on top of my taxes and Cameron's taxes and we got a nice, like, we got a nice return thing. I mean, it's a lot easier now with ATO. Mm. I'm doing it through my gov, but this year, the money was a lot less and I was just had no idea why. Like I just I didn't understand what how it worked, why even though he worked more, he was getting less back. Yeah. I just so his mum had to explain to me who doesn't do maths at all. And it's just even though we do finances at school, we for like a week. <laughs> and but finance is the one thing I need and I suck at it. It but... is, it is. I mean, right now at the moment, me and Shania are both going through a similar journey. She's ahead of me, but looking at purchasing land and the process of building a house and whatnot. Mm. And when it comes down to financing, we've literally God, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just want to bang my head against a brick wall. Like it's confusing. Yeah. And I think I know in particular uh, interest rates at school or when I was in high school, I think we covered it for two lessons. We did, You usually would do like the basis of like 1.64 or something. You do like just the same interest rate for each because it was a formula. Yeah. What? I believe I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I've got no idea. So, Ethan, did you, when you got your ideas for your books, did you actually – ask people or did you get yours based on what you wanted to learn yeah well basically yeah what, what the best best way when you start something new is kind of to yeah talk, talk to people so when I was putting together some information for the book I was um, talking to people who were still in school and still um, yeah obviously still studying and just asking them what are they concerned about when they leave school like what are they concerned that they won't know when they leave sort of mm. thing and um and that's basically where I got all the information that I needed and I could base it on my own experience like for sure there's just uh so much that I feel that um that that is missed from school and from my own mistakes um I could easily come up with the ideas and it was just nice to or, or worrying maybe to um to survey people and find out what what they feel is lacking and to find that it still matches up to what I struggled with 
after leaving school um, 10 years later. And after gathering all that information, that's when I really wanted to kind of put together all those, all the topics that I've got into nice, easy to read and easy, actionable steps. So then at least I can give the youth that read it a bit more confidence in moving forward with those topics. I like the word confidence in that because that's where a lot of it comes back to. We might know the baseline of it, but not enough that we can make those steps ourselves. Yeah, and especially as well, like with surveying people, it's also I feel like you could, like obviously you were the one that wrote it, but I feel like there would be answers you're like, I didn't even think of that myself because you value things differently than what other people may value. Like other people value cooking, whereas someone else may value, you know, money management because some people are already good at that stuff. But, yeah, it would be interesting to see the difference yeah I I had a couple of interesting ones one um, a person said they wanted to learn about human rights like their their own rights um, as they feel that they that that's important to them and they didn't learn that in school and another one um, they were more focused on like having anxiety through school but for me I felt um, I couldn't uh, gather the information specifically for that topic of um, like anxiety but um, that, w- that was just one of the interesting things that did come up as I was um, surveying yeah. people. Human rights, well, human wowee. Rights, well, one, yeah. of the, one of the listeners actually put, not to do with human rights, but to do with anxiety and stuff, with more information during your sex ed classes. Because yep. Rihanna and I actually mentioned it last, for our last episode on body image with, um, I can't pronounce it, the endo endometriosis yes yeah where i'm 22 i'm a female and didn't know what it was i feel like with your sex ed class with sex ed classes all we learn about is your fundamentals like how to put a condom on the stis and how to how baby is made yeah, how baby's made. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's nothing we we don't learn about building relationships yeah we don't learn about issues that could happen with our body parts mm-hmm I feel like mental health should be a massive thing in sexual education because sexual, like your sexuality does affect your mental health. Yeah. It's just, I feel like it just covered the basis and the school curriculum's like, you know what? We don't want to go into it, especially I know Catholic schools push so much abstinence and which I understand that's a Catholic value. However, I feel like they're totally avoiding the fact that that's just not modern day. It's not realistic to believe that. So I really liked that response about yes, learning more in sex ed because if I feel I feel the exact same. Like what they taught me, I already knew. Yeah, I needed to learn more about. Probably that in grade five in personal relationships, mate. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just you feel like you because there's things that happen and you're like you Google it and then you come up with this thing saying you're gonna die in five days. It's like oh, sick, I'm like, I'm gonna die everyone. <laughs> Oh my gosh, what's it called? WebMD. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Google. <laughs> Dr. Google. Dr. Google. Oh God. I'm going to yeah. go make my will now. <laughs> <laughs> Draft a will. How do I do that though? <laughs> I don't know how to do that because I didn't fucking learn it. <laughs> stuck. <laughs> yeah, no, so we've had a lot of very common answers in what we've asked our audience as well and I'm not sure if it's to do with the fact of it's actually tax time at the moment (laughs) I think nearly probably 80% of them said something about tax Tax, yeah so how about you list Rihanna's going to list off all the answers and then we can just kind of talk about a bit after yeah Yeah. so one of our responses was money money management yep uh, manage, manage, <laughs> management, money management, uh, mortgage and financing. Yes. Uh, taxes. I still don't get it. Lol. I get it. <laughs> I mean, I don't get it, but I get that you don't get it because I don't get it either. I'm, I'm scared I'm going to get audited or something. I'm like, did I do that wrong? <laughs> Keep all the paperwork. <laughs> Someone else also said life skills. Budgets, paying tax, making meal plans, grocery shopping, living out of home, etc. We got how to adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling you too. Fucking anything, they said. <laughs> to do with life, taxes, super. Super's a good yeah, one. I yeah. don't get super. <laughs> um, buying a car or a house and also mental health. And that was in capital letters. How to do tax, buy, 
renting a house, write a good resume, all the basic adult life stuff. Another one that was similar to that one as well was career paths um, and options. Now, there used to be pathway planners when we were in school. See, there was a pathway planner when I was in grade 10. And then I think the next year or the year after, they canned them. They did. They'd gotten rid of them now. So they actually, they, what I believe to know is they actually were going to make the teachers do that themselves with the kids. But that's oh, just unrealistic. Yeah. Oh. They're not qualified to help kids on their career but no and there's so many different ones as well and I mean I was actually lucky enough that when I was in school they offered a program called the um taste of polytechnic or something like that and we actually only went to high school three days a week the other day was yes um, yeah I remember that the yeah. other day was work experience and the other day was going to well polytechnic at the time to do a certificate and I remember I went into that wanting to work in aged care and <laughs> I, I did. I love old people. They're amazing. They've got com- the coolest stories. <laughs> well, I work with the elderly basically I now. I can't but... deal with old people or young people. <laughs> <laughs> Any people's not your people. Um, but I think when I actually did that course at high school, I went and did uh, work experience at one of the nursing homes. And after my third session, I had to pull the pin. I hated it. Mm. It was awful. But some things you've kind of just got to go in and you learn go if you to, don't like to it. Well, that's what yeah. I was like with vet stuff. Like I love animals, but I realised after like a few shifts, I'm like, I, do, I, I think I just like to have animals. But not to, not to yeah. care. For, that sounds so bad, but not in, in that industry. Um, Ethan, with yours... I'm guessing when you were in high school, you would have had a career pathways person as well. Yes. Yeah. How did obviously you didn't want to do college and stuff. So how did that? How did your relationship with your career pathway person go? Um, yeah, it wasn't too bad because in the top of my mind, I actually had that I wanted to. I wanted to be like go to the army and be an army officer. So it's completely different to what I'm doing now, but that's what I had in the top of my mind. So. Um, but I felt that she was fairly casual with it. It was just, there wasn't really any, um, I guess she didn't really set up anything to connect me straight to, to, to that, mm. so, which was interesting, but, that's um, I've actually heard a lot because my career pathway person, and she, it's like, she didn't really, sometimes she actually forced a lot of us into a area that we didn't want to be in. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got, uh, I can't remember. She told me to do some music thing and I just I just had zero because I did theatre in school, but that's just because I did for fun. Yeah. And she yep. kept pushing me towards it and I just like it was it was almost like she like the it's not my dream, it's your dream, Dad. I want that. Well, to be in that kind of position, you'd have to be very transparent and have to be very respectful that other people want to do different things mm. and that if someone comes to you and they're like, oh, look, I don't know what I want to do, we'll throw out some very broad decisions for them. But throw an aptitude test out. Did you ever do one of them where it offered, told you what you should do for work? Yeah, I think I did like yeah. once. Mine hit the nail on the head pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it was all like photography, uh, podcasts. Oh, kid, was it actually? Yes, it was because it was like, you're a very chatty, outgoing person. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. Um, but, yeah, another common um, answer that we got from that as well was to do with preparing meals and actually cooking a half-decent dinner and whatnot and understanding portions as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that as much as I say, oh, you should learn at school, I think that also I think that comes with your parents as well. To be, to be honest, like a lot of my cooking I learned from mum and dad and the cooking, but the cooking class, what, you learn how to do sausage rolls. Yeah, I'm going to have, have sausage roll every single day. Yeah. Some nachos. <laughs> like, actually, the one of these listeners, they said something really hilarious because I actually responded to their one about um, cooking. the cooking. Mm-hmm. And I said, same here in cooking. They taught me how to make nachos, some pasta dishes and soup. Didn't even help me with steak. Like, come on, I want me to <laughs> Um And they said, literally the worst, can never time veggies with steak right, but, hey, I can make some real good banana muffins. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the biggest thing. It's timing the roast chicken, the potatoes, the veggies, then the gravy. (laughs) Nathan, I came home the other night and he was cooking tea and he had um, 
veggies getting steamed, but he hadn't even put the meat on or anything. And I'm like, they're going to be so mushy by the time oh, like yeah. we get to that. And then he had to be baby food. Yeah, he, he wanted to do it. So I was like, okay, I'll take a step so back. Yeah, Cameron puts <laughs> the potatoes on and puts them on six. I'm like, no, you turn them right up. You and need then you turn them down. Yeah, so you've got to get it up there, mate. Yeah. Um, and another one that somebody said, and you actually mentioned this word before, probably not in the same sense that this person has, was they actually spoke about confidence um and you know when they've actually elaborated on that they've meant that confidence in a sense of they were always really shy to read out loud in class and uh, now they're actually studying things further and they've got to do a lot of reading in their class now with adults and whatnot yeah um they can feel very singled out when they're being asked to speak out loud and I actually went to school with this person yeah and I remember I used to read the words for oh, her right. and whisper it and then she would read them out loud. So more for me, See, actually. That's a, that's a huge thing as well, I think, especially yeah. confidence when it comes to applying for jobs yes. and resumes, yes. which is in Ethan's book. And I absolutely loved that chapter, by the way. It helped me a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and a, a resumes is huge because um, a lot of people don't have that confidence to actually speak highly of themselves but you have to. You have to push all of these really positive parts of you because you are you are these things. Yeah, we might fluff things I, up. I, a I guess bit. I'm okay. Yeah, I know a couple of times I put on my thing that I have graduated from my house. I'm like, surely they're not going to ask for my diploma. <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ethan, we'll go on to your journey to actually deciding to be a business owner such and such and then writing a book yeah so did you want to go yes well i will start off with when you (laughs) now um i yeah just make sure that i let you speak (laughs) (laughs) i'll just say everything you said was false (laughs) (laughs) so i'll start it off with ethan when you were in school you've mentioned that you were interested in going down the path of being an army officer what led you to not going down that path? Um, basically, I, I got my start um, in a supermarket. And um, uh, when, I, when I first got started there, it was like really funny because I, I was a really shy kid as well. Um, I know you're talking about um, the person earlier, how they didn't have that, that confidence mm. to really speak up in school and like outside of school. And I was actually that person as well. I usually just like sit quietly in class. So... When I got started at Woolworths, um, that was kind of pushing myself into something that made me very uncomfortable. But um, I got my first, so I got my first job on the checkout, and you know my customer service was pretty funny because I wasn't really a conversationalist, so it was pretty. <laughs> I feel you there. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was it was pretty it was pretty pretty quiet um, experience for everybody who came through my checkout to begin with. It was um, pretty much um, like, "Hey, how are you?" And like, oh yeah, I'm good. And then What's be the like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's an extra sentence yet they give you now. And it's basically silence after that. So that and that was just how I was, and it all kind of like started to change for me. Like my confidence as a person's changed when I did get pulled to pulled by this uh, pulled to the side by my manager. And he said, Ethan, all I can hear are crickets when you're serving. And he said, um, yeah, like you're in a customer service role. You've got to, um, you know, you've got to you know, speak. You've got to engage and you know, make the customer enjoy coming through your checkout. Honestly, and, he, and he gave. Honestly, Ethan, if you were my server, I would love that. I. <laughs> I hate small talk. I'm That's funny. <laughs> I said, well, Shania said I was good. <laughs> Great service. <laughs> okay. That would have been quite confronting being quite young, yeah. pulled aside by your manager. Yeah, de- definitely. But like, like, luckily, like, luckily enough, he was encouraging. So he gave me some like advice on how to become a bit more of a conversationalist. And awesome. I, and I guess to like overcome that confidence that I didn't have, it's no. The only advice I can give is is was basically repetition. So it probably took me like five or six months to actually become good at having a conversation. But being in that environment where I was nervous and 
like shy about having a conversation by repeatedly putting myself in that position. That's how I got the opportunity to, I guess, become brave and um, really come out of my shell. And, um, and I guess like after that, like, and after I gained that confidence in myself, things kind of started to roll for me in Woolworths. And I really enjoyed um, like the, the growth that I was getting through there and I was learning different skills and different departments. And I kind of realized like going to the army, um, I, in a way, I'd be leaving like moments with my friends and family behind mm-hmm. that I could pot- potentially have. And to me and like my family, we, we're always close. We're always having like birthday parties and just parties just to have a catch up really. <laughs> and it's kind of, and, and when I really thought about, yeah, thought forward, I thought, no, nah, I'd really like to you know, do, do, do something for myself because I always wanted to be in some form of like leadership position, mm. which I found in business, um, but do it so I could still be in contact and, you know, share my life with, with my family. And that's kind of, yeah, what, what changed my mind as I started to progress through Woolworths and, and get, you know, get older and wiser. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. you found this new side of yourself and you're like, wow, I don't want to lose these parts. How can I use this? And mm make it work for me there's a lot of people I know that want to be their own business owner of some sort and just don't know how to take that leap so I think my question would be to you is how did you take that leap from working at Woolies than actually like owning a cafe and stuff how did you do that well basically when I as I said through like Woolworths that I'm like pretty grateful to actually have that checkout chick job to start off with (laughs) At, at the time, I was thinking, geez, I don't really want this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, how scary, like, talking to people. Yeah. Um, and it really helped me develop, like, this new confidence in, in inside myself. And um, it then, like, um, enabled me to start, like, pushing, yeah, pushing through to get promoted through um, Woolworth. So I'd do a thing called, like, that I um, basically summarises putting the standard above the standard. And I'd always try to do that a little bit more than what everyone else was doing at work. <laughs> so I was kind of competitive in a way. But by doing that, it got me promotions to different areas and I was able to learn really quickly. So I got to learn different parts of the supermarket business to do with like the financial side as well as managing people. And by doing all that, again, that built my confidence in managing a business. And I started to get in my mind that, yeah, I really want to do something for myself. Um, and like now that I'd become a chatterbox, I thought a cafe would be the perfect, <laughs> the perfect sort of business for, for that because it's more of a relationship business. Yeah, you've got people coming in all the time, having a coffee and sit, like yeah, you go out for a coffee to sit down and chat. And I thought that's my kind of business to jump into. Mm. And with this new confidence, I felt jumping into a business like that would complement my strengths because yeah. obviously it's good to do things that do complement your strengths. And, um, and that's, yeah, when I just decided to take, take the plunge, an opportunity came up. I'd been saving money for a while. And then, um, yeah, I was at the age of 19, uh, jumped in, yeah, to my first business. Um, and it was pretty crazy. <laughs> that's oh my amazing. Yeah. No, my, I have a friend who was 19, I think. She might have been a little bit older, I'm not sure, and opened up her own business as well. And, oh, wow, it was a journey. It's amazing yeah. what you can do when you set your mind to yeah, it. Yeah, when and, you know what you want. Yeah, especially talking about using those strengths. And if it's something that you enjoy, I mean, well, what is there to lose? If you... and, and if you've got the experience and knowledge as well, there's literally yeah. no reason why you And, can't. I mean, even if you don't have the experience, there's only one way to learn. Yeah. Like, give it take, a crack. Take risks. Yeah. Oh, that's so inspiring. I'm really, I'm enjoying this. I'm going to open up my own cafe. I'm being a chatterbox at a cafe. It's like, well, I think I've found my expertise. I I, I found myself going to your cafe a couple of times because they had gluten-free food. Yep. Back when I valued (laughs) (laughs) gluten-free. And I loved it. Like the environment was just like it was immaculate. Immaculate. You could just feel it. And like you could feel the the work like workers cared about the clients yes. that were in there, the customer, the clients, the customers, <laughs> and yeah. stuff, and the like 
your wife is like one of the nicest people ever. Oh, we love Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, I think those, I always really find your family businesses are always some of the strongest ones. You can they're, tell. They're built on trust and just the love of their business. There's passion. Yeah. There. There's passion. Absolutely. And, you know, I've, I know uh, Ethan <laughs> knows me because I used to go and get my coffee nearly every morning when I was working in Bernie um, at the good place. And I understand now that you guys have sold the good place now. Um, yes. And you still have the Harris Cafe? Yes, I still got that one. Yeah. 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 So and just to – when every time you'd walk into that door of a morning and – there was always, hey, Rihanna, how are you? And I'm like, I'm, that was Caitlin, by the way. Um, <laughs> and if she was ever, like, busy or something, making a juice or something, you would always pop out every time, Ethan. You're like, good day, how you going? Just the usual. And that yeah. small part of remembering yeah. my order, remembering my name, you felt so welcome every I mean, time. no offence, Rihanna, but you're a bit hard person to forget. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like it with everyone. Yeah. Everyone. It was insane. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> Now I'm getting passionate. <laughs> good coffee, good food, can't go wrong. But yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Yeah. I just did my year, but I'm um, like, <laughs> oh, sorry, my child is crying outside the door. Having a say. <laughs> yes, so that's that's amazing. That's that's inspired me to be less lazy now. <laughs> but 19 years of age, wow, that's a big um, step to, you know, jump yeah. into at such a young age. But obviously it's led to some really exciting things for you. So going from being a business owner, what made you decide you wanted to write a book that was about stuff in school? Um, well, like it, the motivation came like when I was, uh, I think when I was 21, like I, I challenged, I challenged my mate to a boxing match because that was a great idea at the time. And, <laughs> it always is. <laughs> yeah. And uh, basically, um, yeah, I ended up in hospital with like a, a brain hemorrhage. <laughs> that was the result. So, so that was really bad. <laughs> and oh, and I ended up getting... <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I even had like the crazy thing about it was I had uh, had uh, the headgear on it on on as well, which is supposed to soften the blow yeah, of the, the punches. Helmet, padded helmet thing or like the full helmet? Yeah, the full padded helmet, and and that still happened. It was and that was the crazy thing. So I was under this false sense of security that I would have been okay um, yeah. until I started like throwing up in the shower and <laughs> I thought oh. I better I better go to hospital. <laughs> yeah. And, that would have been crazy. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then um yeah, so when that happened I like I had I got sent to Hobart just in case they had to like yeah. drill a hole in my head. Oh, <laughs> to, oh my god. To, to let the blood uh disappear. We, this is pretty gruesome. Yeah. But luckily I didn't <laughs> have to do that. But like I kind of look at that, like that's when I kind of had my bit of a, a wake, what I call the wake up call. Yeah. So after like three weeks after that, oh, three weeks I had a solid headache, like no amount of Panadol and like Nurofen um, would Did stop it. Did you try Endone? <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah, maybe that was that's what I was missing. <laughs> I hate Endone. <laughs> she discussed that the last episode about Endone. That made me throw up. <laughs> oh. <yeah. laughs> And and I basically um, like because I couldn't do anything. I was a very active person, and after that happened, I just like physically couldn't move. I was like, yeah. um, it was just crazy. And it was like when then then I realised how like vulnerable we are as people. Yeah. And it kind of start like changing my mind to look back at everything that I've been doing to get me up until that point, and like how my lifestyle was, and it kind of sent me into a bit of a um, I guess review and self-discovery mode and lots of reading and that's when I started to learn like um like just different concepts of um like living life like learning how to better manage my money and um like I discovered super um the next year <laughs> I, I was getting paid super <laughs> but I didn't know what it was no. but I kind of just started um it kind of triggered in me to start learning things to start to take care of myself better because I realised how vulnerable we are. At the time, I felt pretty invincible. And by doing that, I realised all these little mistakes that I made and had I learnt the information that I was learning around that time that 
I could have prevented a lot of mistakes. And yeah. it yeah, just got, yeah, gave me the feeling that, geez, we didn't really learn these kinds of concepts or this type of thinking in school like things such as like you are a product of your environment, who you hang around is mm. who you become. You get influenced by them, yeah. Yeah, just simple things like that or just uh, like limiting beliefs like when um, you look at something and you say, oh, no, there's, I can't do that because I'm me when, you know, you've got to realise you can develop into the person you need to be to do that thing. Yeah. And, um, and just learning all these different concepts and seeing – then looking um, around at my, I guess, my friend group and people my age and seeing financial problems that people were having, like living paycheck to paycheck because yeah. they got a super expensive car loan that they shouldn't have had yeah. or they're, um, you know, maybe they're going out and blowing their money on, um, no, out on the town every weekend or they're Is this using... a personal attack? No. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Or, or they're using like uh, like afterpay and not um, like building the financial structure. <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm, yeah, you're quite all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. I'm There's enjoying a problem, it. Though. Yeah. Afterpay is I have the money. I just do not be Yeah. Afterpay already has my car details. Whereas if I do my card, I'm like, oh, I have to go get, get up, up and get my credit card. Uh, <laughs> I have PayPal, so even that's yeah. not an excuse. I'm just like, oh, why pay 114 <laughs> when I can pay 20, like, you know, 27 or something dollars across the next eight weeks? Why not? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's toxic. <laughs> yes. Sorry. No, no, that's um, that's really interesting. So you've reflected off those kind of things around you, and that's led on to these these kind of thoughts yes yeah yeah and then just do, and then it just got me because I started putting stuff together around that time I never really took it seriously because I, I thought there's no no book out there that's specific straight to the point and easy to read yeah um that's out and yeah so I just started collating some information and then started reaching out to people um from different ages to get I guess a collation of all these answers that I guess I was looking for similarity, which they were all very similar anyway. Yeah. And then I was able just to work off that and then, yeah, put it together. And it was just a, a really big process, like the, the whole writing thing. I, um, yeah, it, um, editors are really good. <laughs> I never really, I thought I thought I was a fantastic writer. Yeah, and, and then I learned, and then I learned a lot when I, when I got an editor. <laughs> yeah. they, they can be brutal people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but but it was really good, and uh, as I said, I'm a constant learner. So now I've like got that information to um, write better if I want to write another yeah. book. And um, as someone who's read your book, like I've had to do classes where the re- readings are dreadful. Like it's so hard to follow. And I read your book, and it just flowed so easily. I understood each point you were trying to make, and a lot of it, I was like, oh my god, yes, that's true. That's so helpful. Like that's your chapter on resumes. It was just, I was like woke. <laughs> the, yeah, the model woke from well, it. Well, I think <laughs> resumes are first step. Well, for it was that, and uh, in your in his chapter, he mentions about taking that extra step. Like, so as you say, but like the standard above the standard. was thing. a good yep. thing. Yeah. So with that, like Ethan mentions about actually calling up and or actually going in and stuff, making yourself presentable, just going that extra mile because on seat, like a lot of jobs you apply and then once they close it, it'll say how many people have actually applied for it. Like a couple of jobs it's been like sixty eight or eighty something. Yeah. And like You're if like, you just have your resume and cover letter, it doesn't say much about you, your personality. Like you can say you're confident and reliable, but like unless they actually see your person, there's not much else to it. See, sometimes they even just handpick resumes because they've had so many people apply that it's impossible yeah, to go through them you, all. Yeah. I remember when shiploads actually opened up in Winyard. Um, I was the right age for a job then, but I already had one, so I didn't apply for it. But I know that they received over 500 applicants for shiploads and they were only hiring about like 25 people. So for them to narrow that down, I remember at school in particular, um, there was so much conversation about it at high school because nearly everyone in my grade and the grade below me applied for it. Mm. And there was so much, oh, I got an interview. And uh, there were other people who, you know, were known for uh, not 
being judgy or anything, but they were a really good model student, um, paid attention in class, they were great, they were confident, you know, the kind of person that you think would make a really great employee. And then you had other people that you thought, okay, they're not going to go to work because they don't even come to school. Mm. Um, and they were getting interviews and they were just plucked out as well. So it's hard to make yourself stand out. And speaking from experience, I've had a few jobs. Like I job hopped around for a a while. Mm -hmm. I'm finally settled now. But I remember in one instance, I really wanted to get out of where I was working and I was that desperate to get out. I was like, what can I do to make myself stand out more? And I actually went in and dropped my resume off face to face at this one place. And they said the applications have actually closed but nobody bought their resumes in face-to-face and we had intentions on doing a quick five-minute stand-up interview with everybody to narrow it down. So here we go, let's do it now. And I was on the spot (laughs) and I made it all the way through to the end. They did not pick me though. They picked someone else because they had manager experience. Well, that's what they told me anyway. Um, But it worked out being a better thing for me anyway. It builds your confidence as well. Yeah. But to hear how impressed they were about, and I'm talking, this was a car sales company. (laughs) So it was salesmen and I had to try and sell myself as an employee to them. So it was very confronting um and it was for a position and just as a receptionist and they're like oh so we see you've got experience of being a barista would you run a coffee machine here for people in their waiting I'm like yeah (laughs) it was really you had to be on your feet and it was you know but they actually valued that that I wasn't prepared for that interview and they were like you've made it this far because we're so impressed that you bought it through uh, like bought it in and also, you know, and yeah. See, that's what makes it hard for people to stand out. So especially when on that, like on the pages, they put like don't call up or like only apply online. So, Ethan, you actually mentioned this in your book. So do you want to actually tell everyone what you used to say to stand out, to stand out to those places that do only say or only apply here and here? Oh, sorry, what was that? Only apply if you're... So when, like, say on Seek, a, um, a place has put their advertise for an advertised job out and they say only, like, only apply online, like... Or send to this email or address. Enter, yeah. enter, how, do you, how do you stand out in those circumstances? Oh, yeah, sure thing. So it's, yeah, as, as I said, just doing that little bit extra, so... You know, emails are pretty easy and like whenever I've advertised a job, it's the people that I, I say you can email it in, like that's fine or send it on Facebook and that's fine. But the people I give a job are the people that you know, they'll give me a phone call and then they'll give me a one-minute pitch on, you know, why they'd be good for the job. And if you use that same sort of principle in applying for anywhere on Seek or um, Indeed, send in your resume, then call up the company and ask for the recruiting uh, consultant, um, whoever's taking care of the employment, mm. and talk to them. It's your minute. <laughs> like, ask for a minute their ta- of their time and use that minute to really highlight why you'd be good for that job and not just say, well, I just really want to work. Say why you would be good for their business yeah. because a business owner is looking to add value to their business. And if you call up, you do that extra work, then they'll probably take your email and put it into a different folder than all the hundreds and hundreds of other emails that they've got. And you'll be in the, the shortlist, the standout section. And Thanks for that initiative. Of well, that, and cool. that's yeah. like from your chapter as well. You mentioned about being yourself. And I always found when I went to interviews, I was so nervous and like I would just hide that and just be really, have that massive short talk. Yeah, short talk. Small, Small talk. talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but your chapter made me realize that actually being nervous shows that I care about this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Asked her, I, if they asked how I was, it'd be, it wouldn't be a problem me saying I'm actually really nervous about this because I care I care about this place and I want to work here. It would yeah. make me stand out showing that I do want this job for more than just the money. I want to work here because I value this place. Mm-hmm. So that it gave me a lot more confidence in when I do go for interviews. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. I think interviews is something that a lot of people can feel very ah about. Mm. Um, and, yeah, there is there is not really a right way of doing those things. So 
you know, just believe in yourself. But a lot of this all that we're talking about comes back to confidence, which one of our listeners mentioned. mentioned. And I know in school we had to do that public speaking and whatnot, but it can be very confronting in your class. And the part that I love the most about the um, Taste of Polytechnic that we did when I was at school was we actually had to go through a series of interviews to be accepted for that class. Yeah. Um, I know not at all of the schools it was treated as like a privilege, but at my high school it was treated like something to you wanted it yeah um and I think probably maybe 50% of us that were in that class all left with apprenticeships or traineeships it bought out of a different side of us because we really focused on those tactics on finding a job and that school wasn't for us we were all students who were like when we don't do well in school we want to get into the workforce now and it really shone through. So many people have gone into that and we've got business owners out of that class. We've got people who are selling houses out of that yeah. class. You've got carpenters. You've got people who put windows in. I don't know what that Just child tra- is called. Tradies. <laughs> like right and centre, mechanics, everything. Um, and I really wish they'd bring that back into schools because you you look back through your yearbooks in school and they always had a whole part about that class. Yeah. And you look at where all those people are now and I mean there's no nothing wrong with how high up or anything anybody is but everybody seems to be quite happy in their careers because they got to do that taster um yeah it'd be be actually nice to know where that funding's gone that used to be into helping kids like choose their career path because even like in college I think I saw the career person there maybe two times if that and she wasn't a very nice lady. Like she's pretty. It was she didn't really care because it was, she had to see everyone. So yeah. it'd be nice if you, you had those extra things that you could like t- test these out. Like I know we had like a you'd have a uni case trip that we went and saw different things, but that's not for everyone yeah. and stuff. But this has been a really good interview, Ethan. Like I don't know about you, Rihanna, but. I've enjoyed this thoroughly. It's made yeah. me... Oh, actually, I did have one question. What is super? <laughs> <laughs> That's a I good question. Let me Google it real quick. <laughs> I've got, like, two different... I I think I, I've got rest. I think I automatically got that from working at Kmart. <laughs> rest, that would just be a different group that it's held with, like a bank. Yeah, but what's it do? Like, does it... Get, what's When you're old, you get access to your super and then... That's your money. Does it gain? Does is there interest on it? Like what? Like, you can put it into different like accounts that are like an aggressive um, market, which means it invests your money into things, yeah. so you can build the money up. How just let me live my best yeah. life? And if I I'm think... broke when I'm old, I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> At least the pension. I'll be working till I'm seventy-five. <laughs> but I think we'll let you explain that one, Ethan, because I'm probably wrong. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, well, you were right with the aggressive thing anyway. That's the best thing that a young person can do right now. But, but I'll, I'll explain why you should be aggressive. While you're young, I know you should be aggressive with your super while you're young. Yes. So, so basically, your, our superannuation is linked to the Australian, oh, it's linked to the share market to, in the world. And basically, when you're, so, uh, when your super money goes into your account, the superannuation fund chooses what um, stocks and stocks they'll put the money in in the share market. And then if the oh. share market rises, then so does your super. Okay. So that's why they say that like with the crisis going on now, if you take 10000 out now, you're potentially losing you know, $100,000 in uh, like 40 years' time if you're 20, 25 years old yep. because the share market always goes up. Okay. And that's basically, that's basically how it works. So 9.5% um, of what you make, um, your employer will pay that into your super. Yeah, okay, that makes yeah. sense. So All my right. work yeah. has a ridiculous um, rate. Ours is like 15.4%. That's spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> and Nathan's is as well. So we're pretty lucky. But, I mean... I mean, Cameron, Cameron has to pay, pay Hex step as well, yeah. so I don't know how much this is going to the super. <laughs> but 
I mean, I remember when I worked at Subway and I got like 72 bucks a fortnight into my super. Like it was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's something. It's important Old though. Old Jill will value that 42 bucks from Subway. Actually, I remember when I was at Subway and it would get taken out. I'm like, what? why didn't I get paid that $72? <laughs> I need that for fuel in my car. Like I, I can't pop <laughs> this weekend again. Old me doesn't deserve this. <laughs> All of you will thank you later, Rihanna. Uh, but anyway, thank <laughs> yeah. you for the explanation. But thank you for joining us, Ethan. I know something we can sound pretty crazy sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Given you've given me insight to how to, especially with the resumes and stuff, how to do that and building confidence. It sounds like it's an easy read as well. So where oh, can people buy oh, this yes, book? Good question. Um, so they. <laughs> Can, can they, if, if they're in Burnie, they can get it from not just books in Burnie. Um, otherwise, the easiest place to buy it from is my website, which is whatyoudontlearnatschool.com. Yeah, which I um, accidentally bought two of in ebook because I bought it once with my PayPal account, not realizing my email was my old email. So I didn't get sent the thing. So oh, I know. Always get an extra I can, I can refund you that. I didn't realize that it had gone through twice. <laughs> But that sounds like something that you know a lot of people could read. Just oh, it's so good. It isn't such an easy read. Hundred, I think it was like 145 pages or something all up. Or so even like if you're not a reader like me, it's a it's book a, that you, you can read. read it in a day, like wow. which is what I did. It was just and it's so easy and informative. Informative, like it's relatable that you can enjoy it. Saying, "Yep, this is good." Kind of like the Barefoot Investor. Yes, yeah, so I still haven't read that. <laughs> Clearly, I need to. But no, that's that's brilliant, Ethan. Um. How awesome that you've achieved so much in your, like, young, you're young very life. young. Like, yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Very ambitious. No, thank you. I appreciate it. It's, it's <laughs> good fun. I, I like doing it. And and another thing on confidence, um, you know, I, I when I take on these, like, new ventures and stuff, you know, I am nervous every time. But you've just got to, like, the best quote for that is feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. You've wow. just got to just go do it. Um, I plan to, no, I am ambitious. I like to take on big goals and I get nervous and it's, you're nervous because it's important. So just go and do it. Yes. Thank you so much yes. for joining us and all the best with everything in your near future. I know you've got a baby on the way. Yeah, I'll, I'll have no sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's very exciting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Ethan. Yes, and hopefully our listeners enjoy listening. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully this might really stem some conversations. We'll share this one broad and wide and who knows, might even get the word somewhere where really, really, really your book can help a lot of people. Mm. All right. I hope so. I hope I hope the podcast helps too. Yes. <laughs> we hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, all right. Awesome. I think we're all we're all good. Yeah.